Hey guys, what's up? Thanks so much for tuning in to The Stronger Way. My name is Alicia Carlson and I am the host of the show. Today I want to talk to you all about learning how to listen to your body. Now, depending on how long you have been dieting or have been kind of following these external guidelines and rules around food and when you should eat and how much you should eat, it may be really hard to listen to your body. But ironically, one of the first things that you are kind of instructed to do when moving into more of an intuitive eating space is to kind of ditch the dieting rules, ditch the food rules. And if you've been chronic, a chronic dieter or an obsessive dieter like I was, that can be very scary because let's face it, really when we look around at nutrition and fitness and all of that kind of stuff, we are being told by external experts or gurus or these rules of ways that we should be eating and ways that we should be kind of working out and moving our body. Now, that's not to say that people that have studied this or, you know, have gotten certifications or education that they don't know what they're talking about. Because honestly, like, obviously I'm a certified nutrition coach. I'm a certified um, functional strength coach. So I do believe that I probably know more than you know, maybe the average person. But at the end of the day, I nor anybody else knows better what you need than you do. But we haven't really been taught that way. We haven't really been raised that way, right? We're always kind of looking to the next diet or the next workout program or something like that. And really what that is doing is that's kind of taking that power away from ourselves to be able to make those choices and make those decisions. And we're placing it in the hands of these experts or of these trainers or of these diets and things like that. And so when we decide to leave dieting and we decide to leave the food rolls, it can be kind of scary because we don't really know then how are we supposed to behave around food? How are we supposed to eat? And so when I first decided that I was ready for once and for all to break up with dieting for good, it was a moment of kind of freaking out because I really had no idea how I was going to go about doing that. I had no idea what the journey was going to look like, what the road was going to look like. And frankly, if I wasn't living by some sort of food rules or diet, how in the heck would I know when to eat or what to eat or how much my body needed? Because I was so used to telling it how to eat for so long. I found that when I first kind of broke up with dieting, I was almost never hungry, which is actually so weird and ironic because I remember thinking like when I would measure my food out into these like little portions or, you know, when I was tracking the calories or something like that, it seemed like I was always hungry. But then ironically, when I had kind of given myself the freedom and the permission to eat whatever I wanted, it was almost like my body just didn't know what to do. And so I just had a really hard time knowing what hungry was in my body. So what I'm hoping to give you today or what I really would like to accomplish with you today is to teach you how you can start listening to your body using self-control and mindfulness and really just kind of tapping into the more subtle and nuanced ways that your body might be telling you that it's hungry. You might be thinking right now that you are afraid that you're going to mess this up. Don't worry. I was there too. I was absolutely freaked out that I was just going to blow it. You might be worried that you're not going to be able to sustain this, but the truth is, is that we are really working on creating more of a lifestyle way of eating rather than eating according to a plan 
or, you know, with that idea of like being on the wagon or off the wagon. You might be wondering or afraid that this isn't going to work for you. And I totally get it because I was absolutely terrified of leaving the rules behind and really just kind of going out on my own. I thought that I would just be completely unhappy in how my body ended up looking. Um, but the ironic thing again there is that on some level, I probably always was kind of unhappy or was always kind of worried about, you know, losing my gains or losing my quote unquote shape. Um, one thing I think that people don't really talk about a whole lot, which is rather unfortunate, is, you know, we think that, okay, once I have this specific size body or the specific shape body, I'll be happy, my life will be perfect, and I'll never, you know, have, have to worry or have anxiety again. But it really just shifts. Like if you have anxiety or if you have worry in the process of losing weight or changing or transforming your body, that's not going to simply go away once you finally reached your goal weight or your goal shape or your goal size. That's just going to be transferred into the anxiety and the worry about keeping and maintaining that body. And so this is kind of getting off topic, but, and we'll definitely come back around to address this in another episode, but that's where it's so important to work on shifting the mindset before you even embark on the journey. And if you've already started your own mindful and intuitive eating journey, it's not too late to really kind of check in with your mindset and see what's happening there. I know, you know, to one of the other things that kind of freaked me out was gaining weight. Uh, especially as a fitness coach or a nutrition coach, what would people say if I wasn't lean or shredded all the time? And, you know, this is definitely a fear that a lot of women that I've worked with have had is we are so terrified of gaining weight or of not being attractive, you know, to our spouses or our partners that that really can kind of mess with us and keep us from becoming a full blown intuitive and mindful eater. I knew that I was freaking out about what I overeat and, you know, definitely I've, I've talked about this before, but there was obviously a honeymoon phase and I call it that because it was kind of that, you know, I broke up with my diet, um, sort of on the rebound and eating pretty much everything that I had forbid myself to eat or really restricted to eat, you know, over the past gosh, decade or so of my, you know, so-called successful dieting. Um, there's always is that, that fear, I think too, when we're looking at becoming a more intuitive and mindful eater, would I only eat sort of those forbidden foods forever? And I'm here to tell you that the honeymoon phase will not last forever. I can't tell you exactly how long it's going to be for you because your journey is very different than my journey. Your history with dieting, with your body, with exercise and all of that is not the same as mine. And you know, honestly, depending on how much or how little you practice daily, your journey will just be very different. And I think that's something that we kind of have to come to peace with. And unfortunately, that's not a message that is really shared or talked about in the industry, in the, the health and wellness space. It's, you know, do this diet, do this workout program, get these results. But that doesn't account for the fact that your life and your history in your body is different than mine or is different than, you know, somebody else's. All that to say that I was totally freaked out of, go of going off the diet of kind of ditching the diet mindset and leaning into this whole intuitive and mindful eating thing. 
Um, but I knew that I had to do it. I honestly could not fathom continuing to live my life the way that I was by counting calories and keeping track of what I had eaten mentally. I didn't want to keep living that same groundhog's day essentially with nutrition and food. So I knew that really there was no other way. Here's the, here's the good news really is that if you wanted to, let's say you start your intuitive and you start your mindful eating journey, keep this in mind that you can always go back to dieting. You can always go back to your old way if you want to. Um, there really is nothing that says that once you stop dieting or you stop operating from a dieter, dieter's mentality that you can't go back if you want to. So just keep that in mind, you know, that none of this has to be a forever change or a permanent change. I can't imagine that you would leave dieting and decide that you want to go back just because of the amount of space and the amount of freedom that has come from that. Um, but you know, just kind of keeping that in mind that if you decide that that's just not your thing and you'd rather live your life continually thinking about and obsessing over what you're going to eat or what you've eaten, um, calories and all that kind of thing. If that's your jam and you want to stay there, just keep in mind that you can always go back to that. So let's dive into just this intro plan to kind of help you get started on learning how to listen to your body. Now, just to be clear, I go over this a lot more in depth in my brand new mindful eating project kit. Um, that's just a 30 day challenge designed to kind of help you fast track your way to really just kind of get you thinking daily about taking these little action steps. Um, but I'm going to just kind of break it down at a, a high level area for you in terms of learning how to listen to your body and gauge your hunger. So as I've mentioned, at first, it can be super hard to know when to eat and how much to eat and what to eat, especially if you are used to kind of blindly following diets or meal plans or tracking calories and macros. So one way to get started is to simply set a timer to go off every three-ish hours. And keep in mind, this is not a timer for you to eat because again, that's kind of going back to that diet mentality of like, you know, meal timing and things like that. But having this alarm or having this reminder go off just allows you sort of that physical trigger to alert you that it's time to just kind of check in with your body. Notice the sensations happening. Notice how you're feeling, like mentally, emotionally, physically. Do you have any signs of hunger? Ask yourself questions like on a scale of one to 10, how hungry am I right now? Um, you know, again, like I said, in that kit, I've got this hunger scale, which actually I may just pull that out and uh, give that to you as a gift. I don't know yet. Um, but just asking yourself, on a scale of one to 10, how hungry am I right now? So one is obviously famished, you haven't eaten anything, you're ready and willing to eat anything and everything, which is going to make it really hard for you to make mindful choices. It's gonna make it really hard for you to um, listen to any of the subtler cues that your body might be telling you because the only thing that you can hear your body saying is that it is hungry and it needs some fuel. It needs some food right away. And then 10 would be kind of that opposite end. And that is stuffed. And that, you know, you think about Thanksgiving day stuffed and just, you've had all the things, 
you've eaten way past where you're comfortable, way past where you're satisfied. In fact, you're probably feeling pretty uncomfortable. So it seems like for most of us, we kind of oscillate between either a one or a 10, but we really want to work over time with lots of practice to kind of find ourselves sort of in that middle ground, right? So maybe you've heard people talking about eating until you're about 80% full. Well, again, that's not super useful because for most of us, we don't even know what that would be or what that would feel like. So, you know, one rule of thumb with that is just think about the amount that you would normally eat and feel full, and then you just want to eat a little bit less. So if you're used to kind of eating in that nine to 10 to where you're like full and even maybe uncomfortable, you want to just practice starting to kind of take a little bit less food in the beginning eating that slowly, eating it mindfully, really allowing your body and your brain to kind of catch up and get on the same page about how much food it needs. And then you can make that decision about if you want to keep eating or if you're satisfied and you've had enough. Another question you could ask yourself, could I eat now or wait a little bit longer? So, you know, just like we want to try to avoid eating to where we're too full and we're too uncomfortable, we also want to avoid or we want to practice not waiting until we are starving to eat because on both of those ends, it's hard to listen to your body. It's hard to hear what it's saying to you. It's hard to feel the different sensations of fullness or those different levels of fullness. So, you know, we want to kind of find ourselves sitting right there around that five, six, seven, maybe an eight, right? And again, these are not hard and fast rules. Your five is going to be different than my five and all of those kinds of things. So, but again, it can just be kind of hard for people to gauge what it feels like to be hungry. So sometimes it can be helpful to use these scales or use these numbers as a way to just kind of help you gauge that and figure that out. So you could ask yourself that question, could I eat now or should I wait a little bit longer? So if you are, you know, let's say your timer goes off and you don't notice any immediate or obvious cues of hunger, then you could ask yourself, you know, could I eat now? Absolutely. But could I maybe wait a little bit longer? And chances are probably yes. Now, keep in mind that hungry isn't always that empty feeling in your stomach. It could be that maybe you have like an energy dip or you're mentally feeling a little bit foggy or something like that. So just kind of note, okay, how am I feeling overall? Would I feel a little bit better if I ate a little something? Yes or no? And then kind of make your decision. Ask yourself, how full do I feel right now? So again, this is where kind of gauging on that hunger scale, you know, where am I at? How full do I feel right now? Do I still feel stuffed from breakfast? Then, you know, probably, yeah, you don't need to eat again. Like your body is not signaling to you that it needs more food. Um, if you're feeling, you know, like I said, sort of sluggish or maybe foggy in the brain or lightheaded or something like that, then your body could definitely be signaling that it might be time to eat a little something. So just keep in mind that this is a continual practice. There is definitely going to be some learning happening here. Uh, it's going to take some practice to be able to discern what's going on in your body in terms of hunger, fullness, what does hunger even feel like for you. As a, as a culture, for the most part, we've really gotten used to either being really starved or stuffed. I talked about that earlier. So either that one or that 10, we want to get comfortable kind of being in that middle ground, you know, six, seven, eight. 
Mindful and intuitive eating happens when we learn how to navigate that in-between space. So to me, in my mind, when I think about kind of dieting and that diet mentality, it really is just very robotic. It's very much so kind of giving our power away, listening to somebody else's ideas about when we should eat and how much and how often. Um, and there's not a lot of us spending that time in that in-between space. And there's really not a lot of time for us to be spending uh, when we're following a diet to really think about how food feels in our body or how much our body needs and listening to those quiet, subtle cues. But I promise you, the more that you practice this way of listening to your body, the easier it gets and the quicker that it will come. So as you start to notice these feelings in your body, you can rely less and less on diets and external food rules to control you around food. You'll go from relying less on a diet or a nutritionist or somebody else to tell you what and how and how much to eat. And you can start operating from that place of self-control, which really does put you in that empowered position around nutrition, around food, around those forbidden foods even, which gives you that freedom to think about other things, to be putting that energy and that time elsewhere which I truly believe that is where the true freedom, food freedom starts to happen. So just keep in mind, you know, this is definitely a practice. It's going to take some time. Again, just to recap, um, set your timer for every two to three-ish hours. Again, reminder, this is not so that you can think about, you know, oh, I need to eat then. It's just that physical cue or that trigger to get you thinking about checking in with your body. How am I feeling? On a scale of one to 10, how hungry am I right now? Could I eat now or could I wait a little bit longer? How full do I feel right now? What sounds good to eat right now if I am hungry? So again, that, that alarm is just that way to kind of get you to think about, oh yeah, it's time to kind of check in, to feel how I'm feeling in my body, to notice some of these nuanced sensations in my body, some of these subtle cues that you know my body might be giving to me about what I should eat or how much or if I'm even hungry right now. And that is kind of the foundation. That's going to be that place where you can start to build some of these other mindful and intuitive eating skills on top of that. So I hope that this was helpful for you. Again, remember I did mention I've got that 30-day challenge going on right now where I go a lot more in depth into this. We dive into the hunger scale kind of playing around with some different exercises that you can use around there. If you want to get your hands on that, you can hit the link in the show notes. If you would like to connect with me, be sure to check the show notes for the places that I'm hanging out on Instagram and Facebook mostly right now. And if you would like to just learn more about me, head on over to aliciacarlson.com. Thanks again for hanging out. I'll talk to you again real soon.